going on my name is jeff spencer and yes you are listening to a brand new episode of sweeten up thank you so much for taking some time to join me today like i have said there are a lot of podcasts out there and i am so grateful that you took the time to listen to mine this week i promised you guys two new episodes of the podcast and i did not disappoint if you missed wednesday's episode of the podcast with connecticut state representative rahib ali brennan Be sure to go back and listen because it was amazing. And do not forget, all of our previous episodes are available anytime, anywhere you get your podcasts. Today in the podcast, I had a tremendous conversation with a tremendous individual who is truly one of the kindest souls around and one of three owners of a new brewery in the state of Connecticut. But before we get to the episode, you cannot forget that if you support our sponsor, you support the podcast, A-N. C-H-O-R dot F-M, anchor dot F-M, the easiest way to make a podcast. Today on the podcast, I was joined by the shark, Mark Lennon, a.k.a. Sharky, a dear friend of mine who has been the co-manager of My Place Restaurant and Bar in Newtown, Connecticut since 2009, the bar of which has been featured on the top 10 best beer bars in the state of Connecticut and one of three new owners of a brand new brewing company also located in the town of Newtown, Connecticut, called New Silent Brewing Company. We talked about the long journey of opening the brewery, especially during a pandemic, the drive behind wanting to open and own a brewery, the reason behind the name, the history of the brewery and the grounds, and so, so much more. So you know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen, my interview with my friend, Mark Lennon. Joining me now on the podcast, one of three owners of a new brewing company that just opened up in my hometown of Newtown, Connecticut, New Silent Brewing Company's own, the one and the only, the shark, Mark Lennon, a.k.a. Sharky. Thank you so much for taking some time to sit down with me this evening, and how are you, my friend? I'm great, Jeff. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you coming down here to check out the brewery and be with us. Of course. Um, Listen, the pleasure is all mine, and before we get down to business, I just want to thank you so much for... Welcome, uh, welcoming me into your brewery this evening. Um, for those listening right now, we are live inside New Silem Brewing Company at 36 Keatings Farm Road here in Newtown, Connecticut. And I must say, this brewery is just absolutely beautiful. We have a lot of beautiful breweries um, in this state, but this one really takes the cake. You must be thrilled with how amazing this place looks after everything that has been done. Um, what can you say about that? Oh, I mean, I don't know where to begin. Just the whole journey from taking a... Uh 90-year-old building that's been defunct and unoccupied for uh, about 25 years and the two-year transformation uh, to what it is now has been a pretty long and incredible journey with a lot of ups and downs along the way. But I couldn't be happier with with how it turned out um, and, and the final product that we have right now. And we couldn't be more excited to actually show people the work that went into it and start opening the doors up to let people in. Exactly. I know that it has been such a long time coming. Um, I know that there was a moniker, don't ask Sharky, which was (laughs) don't ask Sharky when the brewery is going to open because they don't know because, you know, it is an older building. And but before we get to that, one thing I want to ask you is where does this passion come from for wanting to open a brewery and to be an owner? I know that for years now, you have been the manager of the bar at My Place Restaurant here in Newtown, which has been featured on a top 10 list of the best beer bars in the state. Um, is that where, all, uh, where it all started for you, or was it something else? Well, um, that was one of the driving factors and one of the motivating factors was working for Mark Tambascio and the Tambascio family um, at My Place Restaurant, who's been in uh, Newtown since 1979. Um, and Mark started his beer program in 95, I want to say, 
Uh, I think the only beer bar in the state that that had a, a selection before that was Eli Cannon's in Middletown. Right. Um, and then over, uh, Pete over at Delaney's in New Haven was right around the same time, 95. So we're right. one of the OG beer bars in the state. Right. Mark Tambascio <laughs> is, is the OG guy. Um, he was brewing brewing all grain batches in the early 90s when most guys were, were just starting on their stovetop. Right. Um, but on top of that, though, uh, my father and I uh, were like those stovetop brewers when I was eight years old. My oh, dad wow. was the first time my dad took me to a homebrew shop. Oh, wow. That's there, awesome. Yeah, there was a homebrew shop in uh, slash Whole Foods kind of store in Waterbury run by this sweet old lady in the mid 90s. And I was eight or nine years old and he would take me in. Wow. And I remember like smelling the, the hops and, and the malt, <laughs> which was mostly, you know, DME and, and liquid malt extract. And uh, and the hops were like East Kent Golding and Fuggles and, and not what we have today, not the variety and not style. But right. I remember kind of then, you know, really enjoying being with my father, spending time with him and seeing his passion for, for creating something of his own. And, and then, you know, getting to enjoy that final product when it was over. Of course, right. he didn't let me enjoy it. I was eight years old. <laughs> of course. I was probably 14 before I started sneaking those out of the fridge. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's a really interesting story. I'm, 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 I'm glad to know that because I know that when we first got to meet each other, it was because I was frequenting um, my place because I was always enamored with, like you said, my place's tap selection. Um, what does it take for a tap room um, such as uh, such as my place where you manage. What, you know, what does it take to get a list like that? Does it take a while? Um, what, what what effort goes into that? Because you guys usually have a great list that spans from IPAs to porters to sours, and they're always from local breweries or just tremendous places um, in the state. And I'm just curious. You know, can you speak on that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, like you said, I've been the manager, the bar manager at my place since 2009. Um, but Mark had the the beer program going for um, you know about 15 years before I got there, so all in all, we're talking 25 years of wow. relationships wow. built with right. uh, brewers, distributors, uh, reps, and everyone else in the business and the industry. Excuse me. Um, so when I first started in 2009, I believe there was only six breweries in the state, um, and we were one of maybe a handful of bars that carried all of their beers from all of those breweries. Right. You know, <laughs> right. they were all hard pressed to find places to, to, to carry their beers in Connecticut. Cause you know, the craft beer scene wasn't what it is and what it's became in the last, you know, 10 years. True. Very um, true. So th it's a lot of years of, um, you know, respect and building relationships. And, and, you know, when you're one of the original beer bars in the state, as new breweries pop open, you know, they know about you and guys that are passionate about beer. They, they've heard about my place and Mark. Uh, so that's kind of the place they want to be in. Right. Um, and, and, you know, and we've always kept our tap selection limited to, to 10 beers. We, right. we don't have 30, 40, 50 taps and nothing against the places that do. I of frequent course. them and it's great. I always find a lot always of a great, great beers. Time. Sure, that. sure. No. But, but when you keep it down to 10 um, and we always have one or two world class European imports, that leaves us open to really be able to select the top tier local beers, Connecticut beers, hard to find rare beers, um, and, and the reps and, and the and the owners and the and the industry folk know to look out for us because of that reputation and that relationship that we've built right. through years of you know working with each other. Exactly. Well, thank you so much because you know it, I I didn't know that and that was something that was requested by some people. They were really interested in knowing the backstory because. You know, it really is such a popular place. And I think that's what's going to really make this place that we're in right now, New Asylum, um, so special. And, uh, you know, like we said, for those for those listening, we are right now inside of the brewery where things are currently, you know, going on. There's noises of all kinds. And it's actually it's kind of it's special. It's unique. And one other thing that's unique is that the brewery is located on the grounds of an old insane asylum, um, Fairfield Hills. And the, the building we're in, 9,000 square foot building that we're in, um, you guys repurposed. And it was once called Stratford Hall, which was a library and executive dining hall. You know, what is it like owning a brewery on such historic town grounds, you know, let alone an historic town building? And um, what has been the response from the community with the name and everything like that? Um, so first of all, this building in particular was, was our whole 
driving force and driving factor into opening up a brewery. It's, you know, it's something, opening up a brewery, me and Mark and our other partner, Dave Kingsley, who's really the mastermind of the design of all this. Right. The whole project hinged on this building. Um, it wasn't like we're going to open a brewery and let's find a warehouse or, or something. And that's in no way a slight or disrespectful to anyone who has that warehouse type brewery because I've been to a million and I love them and they all have these unique, beautiful oh, vibes. Oh, of course, of course. But being from Newtown and business owners in this town for 30 years, as Mark and Dave are, we know the history of this building. We know how beautiful this building is. We know the history of, of this town and this, of course. Um, this, this campus. And uh, for a long time, the town's been trying to get someone into this building because it's, it's one of the smaller buildings on campus. And right. It's one of the best shape. Right. Uh, so at 9,000 square feet, including the basement, is one of the smaller buildings in this entire campus. Yes, exactly. And, um, so the town has owned this since the early 2000s. And, and in the mid-2000s, they renovated uh, and remediated and did some asbestos remediation and stuff because they were thinking maybe a restaurant would be good. Right. We were able to come in and convince them that like we really thought a brewery would be more of a destination than a restaurant, um, exactly. especially in a town like Newtown that's got such a growing restaurant scene that's really popping and really awesome yeah a destination like a brewery is will draw people in from not only locally but across the state and across like you know from state to state we're easily accessible from 84 from new york and massachusetts we're easily accessible from 25 34 route 8 route 7 it's it's, it's an easy spot geographically to get to and then yeah. when you get here it's a beautiful spot right on your second point about the name Yes. Like you said, um, Fairfield Hills at one point was the nation's leading mental institution with over 5,000 patients and, and doctors and staff that lived on the grounds. Um, and by no means was it a perfect institution, as we all know, asylums can sure. tend to fall into that. Where sure. It's by no means something that is a, a perfect science. And we knew there would be people that um, didn't love our name because sure. I think why they they might assume that we were going to try and make fun of or make light of this building and this campus, which was, has such a significant impact on the history of this town. Right. But we really are passionate about this town, about its history, about its people, about the community. And, uh, you know, you can't take that lightly that people are going to ask what it was if they don't already know. And everyone from town knows. And, um, you know, we're not we're, we're not saying we're, you know, mental health specialists, but but by no means do, do we want to make light of, of, of mental health issues. Um, you know, but we, we didn't want to run from our history. And uh, we think, you know, calling it New Asylum um, purposes is both a new beginning, new town. Right. And um, asylum, which is meant to be a safe place of refuge and happiness and safety and, and a place to gather. Uh, you know, we're not going to make light of, of of what went on here, good or bad. Right. Uh, we're here to make great beer and provide a wonderful experience for the people of the community that we care deeply about. Exactly. So that's where our name came from. And, <laughs> and, and, and it wasn't something we chose on a whim. It was something that right. we, we put a lot of thought into. And we had, uh, uh, and, you know, a few people that didn't really love the name. And we right. spoke to them and we listened to them. Right. And, and most of them, when they when we spoke to them on a personal level, understood where we were going. Right. We're, we're behind our, our purpose and our message. Right. You know, and that's great because when I heard that there were people that um, weren't, weren't sure about the name, my first thought was contact the owners because they are some of the most tremendous people in the community. Thank you. They've been here for a long time. And all you'd have to do is sit down with them, maybe over some beer cheers. and literally, yeah, cheers. And literally just, just talk and literally just, um, just talk it out. And I, and I feel like that's all it would take. And I feel like for a lot of things that are going on right now, that's all it would take. And a lot um, of times just bringing people to the table and it, starting a conversation. Exactly. Is, is exactly. Alleviates half the problem. Exactly. You that's know, what I'm saying. Not, not hiding from it. And that's why we chose, as soon as we heard that, there were people that didn't like the name and, and there was a, you know, a little bit of a vocal minority in town that said, you know, we really don't like it. And someone even wrote a little editorial to the local paper. And right. we took that to heart and not in, in an offensive way. Right. We, we, we totally understood where they were coming from. Of course. And we took that opportunity to write our own letter to the B immediately because we thought it was important right. for them to know that one, we're not defensive and two, two, we get. Right. We, we get why you 
you might feel that way because you don't understand us. Right. So this is our opportunity to, to tell you what we're about. Exactly. So hopefully you will understand us and, you know, just explain what I just explained to you that this is not something we chose on the way. Yeah. And that your heart is in the right place. And then that's, you know, and that's really what's important. And we've also spoken to, um, you know, uh, Adam Carley, head of the Newtown Reach Foundation. Um, right. In terms of maybe getting to a possible partnership with them and uh, donating some proceeds when we get up and running. Nice. And also the Newtown Resiliency Center, which is another great um, right here on the Fairfield Hills campus. Right. Is their base and, and they're, you know, mental health advocates and, and, and help kids in need and it's just that's beautiful people that we personally know through right. my place and through oh, the community of course. yeah um and people we personally trust and believe in and, and we would love nothing more than to um have a partnership with them exactly in, in some way just to show where our heart is exactly and like i was saying the um you know you guys are just tremendous people all around hey you have been you know you always will be and for those that don't know, they'll just come to find out uh, when they come here. And, you know, one thing I, I, I want to ask is, you know, I know I know the brewery has three owners, yourself, Mark Tambascio, you know, like who, like you said, whose family has been a staple of Newtown for a long time. And David Kingsley, who you had mentioned before, who is the um, architect for this new space. And um, what is it like all coming together on such a beautiful space? that will only serve as a beacon for the community for what I can only imagine would be decades and decades to come. Um, it's been a, an incredible experience, honestly, because um, working side by side with Mark Tambasho at my place for the last 10 years, you know, we're behind the bar together. We, we, we've managed that restaurant together. Um, obviously him and his brother and his mother own it. But, um, we've he's taught me a lot about beer he, he's ignited my passion to a whole nother level you know took my knowledge and my experience to a whole nother level and to team up with a guy like dave kingsley who uh, beyond being a guy who's passionate and knowledgeable about beer is also an incredible uh general contractor designer artist you know visionary he he had the, the blueprint and the design for this place. He had the vision um, and, and, and he's just incredibly thorough. And we knew that between our knowledge of beer, um, business, the industry, and our passion for the community and our passion for beer and our passion for, for Newtown in, the, in this building, uh, that we really had a pretty winning combo. Um, and we knew it was gonna take a shitload of work, but <laughs> it, 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 it's finally kind of coming together. Uh, to quote our brewer, John Watson, it's been a lot of blood, sweat, and beers to get to this point. Yeah, you know, speaking of that, real quick, um, obviously your opening didn't quite go as planned. I mean, it must have been a huge challenge opening during a pandemic, I, I can only imagine. Um, as you know, it's hard enough. We actually always plan to open during a global pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, it was in well, our that's business good. plan 18 months see, ago. See, there you go. See, that's why you guys are professionals, man. You got it all, you got it all figured out. <laughs> you got it all figured um, out. But I mean, it's hard enough to open a brewery on normal circumstances. Um, but now with everything going on on top of that, what, what's, it, what's it been like so far? Um, yeah, you know, there, there's challenges all along the way. When we first started this project um, was right at the beginning of the 41 day government furlough that cost us a little hiccup to get started, um, dealing with our loans and, and our finances and whatnot. And then we've had, right when we were getting ready to open, there's the global COVID-19 pandemic. Right. But it, you know, it affected everybody all across the world, none more so than anybody else. And everybody's just had to adapt and survive. And honestly, for us, in a lot of ways, like the silver lining is that um, we've been kind of able to work at our pace these last few months to really perfect our beer, uh, nail down our plan for, for opening and service and making sure that, you know, the customer experience is going to be as, as top notch as we think it can be and match the level of our beer. Um, so being able to open at like 50% capacity in the beginning where people kind of understand the new rules, the new ways of the, the service industry experience 
has almost been helpful for us to be able to do like a trial period, soft opening period, and just kind of say, all right, well, we're staffed up for the amount of people we're allowed, which is at right. the moment 50 people outside. Um, and we we could kind of do the test run and make sure everyone gets great service. And, right. You know, our pizzas were coming out fast and our pretzels were coming out fast and our beer was coming out cold and and uh, everyone was smiling. And that was what <laughs> we cared about. Exactly. More so than like, let's get the people in and sell out a beer. And while well, obviously the goal is to sell beer, but we the customer experience is very important to us. Right. And one thing I want to ask you is that today the governor of Connecticut has said that your uh, business uh, restaurants um, are now allowed to have people inside. Does that include breweries as well? And if so, do you guys plan on um, having people come in, inside anytime soon? So yeah, with the new executive order, the phase two, um, June 17th today was the first day that restaurants and, and, and breweries that offer food and, and you have to offer food is uh, are allowed to open with the 50% indoor capacity. Right. We are most likely going to give it another week just based on safety of our customers and our employees, uh, based on the fact that we've been able to kind of operate with the outdoor um, situation in the beginning. And um, we don't really want to take any chances. You know, it, it goes back to, again, the customer experience of we're ready in here and uh, we can. But we want to make sure absolutely that everybody's going right. to have a really good experience. Of course, of course. Rather than just get them in the door. Just rush, and, and, yeah. And, and, you know, we've all been to openings of businesses that are, like, just overwhelmed. And I feel bad for the businesses because right. it's, it's hard to come back from a bad first impression. Um, so if we're able to kind of keep it small and make sure everyone has a great first impression, I would prefer that um, over just rushing to get the doors open and, and get the masses in here right beyond the whole safety factor with you know Connecticut seems to be doing well with the COVID right. situation yeah we yeah but we are down south there's issues and yeah we really don't know and and if we can wait one week if that means being a little safer then so be it right you know we've waited this long exactly another week's not going to be the end of us exactly um one other thing that I wanted to ask you was so I'm a big fan of sour beers uh, my girlfriend lives in um, Hudson Valley area of New York, right, Never near, heard Hud of them. right near Hudson Valley Brewery, <laughs> who, who do great sours. But no, there's great. But, I'm kidding. But, but there's also another brewery in Connecticut that does great sours called OEC Brewing Company in Oxford, Connecticut. This is true. And I know your cousin, Dave Linari, or Linari, Linari. Linari no who has been an assistant brewer and woodworker at Oxford's OEC Brewing, joining New Asylum along with John Watson. So I'm curious, does that mean we're going to have sours in the future of the brewery, maybe? There is not a single style of beer that is out of the realm of possibility for our brewers. That's what I like uh, to hear. That's what I like to hear. We do have uh, Dave Lenari. Uh, he was one of the, the brewers over at OEC for a long time. And um, we were able to convince him to come over here and work for us. Um, and him and John Watson really make kind of a dynamic duo. Uh, you know, they work together incredibly well. And uh, besides Dave's knowledge and passion for sour beers, barrel <laughs> beers, wild beers, if you're familiar with OEC, you know what they're capable of doing. Um, John Watson is no slouch when it comes to making um, Wild, funky beers. Exactly. Uh, he's the only guy I know that, as a home brewer, had a root cellar in his basement um, that was halfway full of Cantillon and halfway full of his homemade Ooh. fruited lambics. You know? Oh, my uh, God. But he's, he's we're, we're going to get around to sours. We'll do, you know, fruited, refreshing ghosts and Berliner wines. Nice. Uh, Nice. We, we really would like to get more into like a barrel aging program, doing yes. proper like wild uh, yeast inoculation. Yes. Frat beer. That, yes. Like that. This is what I'm talking about. Uh, but, you know, we're not above saying we, we won't do, you know, a kettle soured fruited beer. Gotcha. That's by no means going to be our bread and butter or, right. or, or what we, um, you know, focus on. But we're not 
you know, we're not against it. And, and every beer has its place at every moment, you know, and, and for each their own, you know, I'm never going to tell someone that what you like is a bad beer if you like it. Exactly. Um, you know, I, I have beers I prefer, but personal preference is, is just something that people can kind of tend to lose touch on sometimes these days. Right. They forget personal preference is, is a big factor when drinking a beer. Sure, of course. You know, what of I course. might like, you might hate. Of course. No, I, I get that. So but our beers are all great. They are. No, they really are. I mean, I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I've had, I think all of them at this point, and um, I if you have haven't, I'll have make sure say, you do it before you leave. Okay, cool, perfect. There we go. Right. That's, that's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of people here at New Silent Brewing Company that you guys are gonna love. And speaking about John Watson, um, I love him. I met him. Um, you should last weekend, uh, of course. I mean, I was going to regardless. I, I knew it, but I met him last weekend again. I think we met once before. But but he's just he's just a really great guy. We had a nice conversation, and you know I understand he has his own brewery, Watson Farmhouse, which is also sold here at New Silom Brewing. So what's it like te teaming up with John and having him be your head brewer and having his uh, his like little own brewery kind of collab with yours at the same time? It's interesting and it's awesome. Um, it's awesome because he's the best brewer I've ever met. Uh, he, he gets beer on a level that that most of us who are passionate about beer still can't even understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, his, his palate, his knowledge, his history is unmatched between anyone I've ever met in right. this industry. Uh, right. And on a personal level, he's an incredible friend. I've known him for a long time. Right. And, you know, what we knew when we were opening our brewery here that he was also opening his brewery, Watson Farmhouse Brewery in Southbury. Right. Uh, and he was doing that all on his own and he was building it himself from the ground up. We knew he might not have time for us, but we were like, we got to try because there is no one that we would rather have represent us and our passion than John Watson because, you know, he's got 26 years homebrewing experience, um, multiple years of professional experience at different, different breweries um, across the Northeast. Uh, he was the New England Home Brewer of the Year many years ago. He was National Home Brewer of the Year runner-up. Wow. Um, yeah, which is like a culmination of a whole year's brewing. He, wow. He, he was, you know, and all while raising two extremely smart and talented children too. Uh, wow. With his wife Tracy, um, they they're just they're they're wholesome, great people, and and very passionate. And John John's values are very similar with ours. We, we're not in it for the money. We're not in it for notoriety. We're not in it for anything other than the passion of beer right. Right. and people. Right. Um, it's all positive. Of what course. What we care about is positive energy. And what we care about is positive people and positive, you know, feelings and, and just bringing that sense of community and pride that we feel with every glass of beer we serve, with every, you know, pizza that goes out. Like, it's not just a money grab it's not just the in vogue thing to do it's it's a lifelong passion for all of us and and we've been lucky to have a team come together yeah right at this time and at this place and 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 just it's like a team of beer superheroes well <laughs> those are your words not mine <laughs> but we really feel like we have an incredible team yes um, now you do and honestly like you know, we, we tried the beer out of the tanks and we just kegged today. This morning I was up, uh, we, we canned 500 cases of beer, um, 300 cases of the therapy session pale ale and 200 cases of our flagpole porter. Nice. And you know, where you, you take a beer off the line and you make sure it's up to standards. You do your little quality assurance, quality control. And, and, and I just drink it and think I could, I could really uh, drink this all day. Um, and it's a shame I have to sell it. <laughs> That's so funny you say that because uh, I'm sure if I was in the same position, I would feel the same way. Um, and, then, you know, you, you know, given how you were just mentioning the beers that you guys have, why do you guys choose to make the beers that you did? Is there like a reason behind it or is it just the, the, the you know, the mad scientist uh, well, John Watson or what's the deal? So Counting the Days IPA was our first release that we wanted a flagship IPA something that was, you know, semi-hazy, New England-style, dry-hopped IPA, but with a touch of bitterness and, 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 and a little bit of balance and some drinkability. Um, 
and, and you know, like a kind of a light biscuity malt character, mm. something that we could make and we that could make, um, mm. you know, we have a 15 barrel batch and we have two 30 barrel fermenters. We want to kind of keep counting the days in one of them. And the name itself, counting the days, came from, as we spoke of before, the furlough and the corona and all don't the things that Sharky. kept us in the don't ask Sharky. And believe me, you can ask Sharky now. Hashtag don't ask Hashtag Sharky. Hashtag ask Sharky, whatever you want. I'm open for any <laughs> questions. Make it weird. I don't care. Oh, my um, gosh. That's great. But so that was kind of that. But the first beer we actually brewed was our walking the dog Pilsner. Mm. We're very passionate about lager here. Mm. It was a very good Pilsner. So... It was a very Thank good you. Pilsner. So we went off the rip with a, a Czech-style Pilsner with 44 pounds of Czech-size hops, which is three pounds per barrel in the boil, um, and, and a, just a touch of golden malt to, to emulate a true um, Czech-style Pilsner. And we, we even poured it on a side-pull tap uh, so you can get that nice creamy foam. Uh, Obviously, that wasn't the first beer we released because it takes a lot longer to brew the lagers right. than the ales. Right. But we 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 have two 15 barrel um, horizontal lagering tanks because we want to have a focus on some like clean European style lagers, Czech and German pilsner, Hellas lagers. We have um, a German pilsner in the tank now that's going to be ready in about a week, which is just really tasting oh, amazing nice. right now, and oh. we're going to keg it soon. Oh, nice. Um, we have. <laughs> Uh, we did our fest beer about two weeks ago. Oh, is, nice. Um, like a beefed up German Hellas. Right. It's the Oktoberfest, but not the malty caramel style. It's, it's the golden um, ah, Hellas style. That's nice. Beefed up a little bit. Nice. Uh, so that should be ready. And that's going to take another eight weeks or so in the, in the lagering tank to kind of sit and mature and lager. Nice. Um, so we intentionally got those lagering tanks to um, make sure we had space and room to focus on on european sour clean lager beer that we love um but also be able to have a good amount of hoppy ipas fresh dry hop beer that everybody's into and that we love to right um and be able to kind of turn around and, and rip those out every couple weeks uh we got a, a belgian wit in the tank coriander Ooh. orange peel we have a nice a double ipa and a porter and um you know we, we're gonna try and do a little bit of everything that's great. And for maybe those who aren't into beer, do you have any other options available? Oh yeah. So while our focus is obviously beer, um, we understand that people are coming here with their family, friends, loved ones, um, you know, and they're not beer drinkers uh, for one reason or the other. They, we're we're going to offer um, cider on tap. We're going to offer wine on tap, both red and white. Uh, and then for the kids, we'll have uh, local cream soda and root beer on, nice. on the gun. Nice. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, at my place, we've been serving quality wine and cider for a long time. So right. it's another thing that while it's not our focus, it is something that we care about. Um, right. Even right now, I have uh, Miomi Pinot Noir on tap on a nitro tap. That's nice. the number one selling Pinot Noir brand in the country for nice. house bars <laughs> and crisp Pinot Grigio, which is just a nice, crisp, easy drinking, you know, easy summer day white wine. Right. You know, light pear fruit, easy. So it's not like we don't care about the wine. Um, right. And our cider right now, we have the New England Fresh Blend from Wallingford, which those guys are incredible. Probably best cider makers in the state. And, right. And, and what they do is incredible. And that Fresh Blend is just always just insanely um, uh, drinkable and refreshing, and it's got that perfect balance of, of being not too sweet and not too dry. Right. Um, so yeah, we while we care about beer, we, we understand that not all of you guys drink beer. Right. <laughs> and another thing, I see a beautiful pizza oven over there. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, it's, it's absolutely gorgeous, and I know that there was some artwork, some um, kind of like a paint splatter done on it. So I'm curious. So, uh, you know, what kind of oven is that? What's the story behind it? And um, and who did the, the the splatter work for you guys? So the oven itself is uh, a Forza Forni. It's an Italian-made oven. Um, it's a wood gas combo, so you could fire it up uh, with with the propane, nice. and it'll get up to temperature quickly. But it also has a great um, so you throw the wood on once it gets up a little hot and the wood will will help keep it up to temperature and then temper the gas down and then also give it 
the flavor, the smoke, the smell, the, the, that, that little extra something that the wood fire pizza has. Nice. So um, it also has a rotating stone, so the pizzas will come Ugh. close to the heat source and then in, in, in a way. Um, we actually have our head pizza chef, Dan Fisher, sitting over in the corner there. Dan quietly. Fisher, everybody. He's very modest, but he makes a good pie. No, he's the man. Uh, so, but the oven is, is beautiful. And um, as far as the artwork on the outside, um, we had a local friend of ours, local artist, extremely talented, Dave Brooker. Um, he helped us out a lot uh, throughout this project, actually, in, in various ways, not just painting. If you look up, you'll see some of his- Yeah, his some of the tiles. On, on, on the tiles here. But uh, he helped me run the stereo wires in the attic. Right, right. He helped us with various, you know, carpentry, bathroom. Uh, he, there's, what we asked him to do, he did. But on top of that, he's an extremely talented painter, and that's and an artist. Right. So I would love to have him get a hold of him and have him post the video of him painting that. Yeah. So he he did a drop cloth about twenty feet high and taped off everything in that area. Right. And, and just, just went to town throwing paint on it. And you know, <laughs> like it almost ninja. sounds like to, it he's almost sounds like painter. diminishing his his skill when you say he just threw paint at it. No. Because it's not just like this you know haphazard thing it's, it's methodic it's, it's very methodical yeah. it's very thought out it's very skilled it's very time consuming right and, and it's and it came out incredibly well yeah no it, it definitely um, did it, it is really like of all the beautiful artwork and the paint and, and the work that's been done to me I, I i just love looking at that it's fun right it it's it's you know aesthetically pleasing and it kind of shows that our 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 personality no, no, it definitely, you know? no, it definitely does. And did you give it a test run, the pizza oven? And if oh. you did, were you satisfied? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So we had our soft opening two weeks ago. There you go. And our grand opening last week. Um, we fired up the pizza. We did. We've probably pushed out about two hundred fifty pizzas so far, um, just in the two weeks. Wow. Um, yeah, at, at a limited quantity, and it's that's been another kind of side silver lining of the COVID right. soft opening is that. We get to see where our faults are, see what's going to cause right. us a little hiccup. Right. Um, on Friday night at five o'clock, we were at capacity with a ninety-minute wait, and our power went out. Wow. And our POS was down for fifteen minutes. Oh wow! And none of the customers noticed because our staff did such an incredible job Jeez. of just kind of keeping them entertained. And you know, we kept, we just kept <laughs> the smiles <laughs> going. <laughs> <and> yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. And, and that's, you know, I, I don't want to go without mentioning right. um, the, the, the people that I have on my staff so far that have been helping me out. Right. I already mentioned Dan. Right. I got Timmy Dalton pouring drinks. Oh, amazing. Um, yeah. I have um, my, my business partner, Dave, his daughters, Emma and Caroline and their friend Riley have been helping us serve. Um, Amanda Diaz has been hosting. Mary has been serving. Like we've had just this incredible team That's of young amazing. men and women that have just been like rolling with the punches, like figuring out the system at, on a, on a, on the fly. And um, you know, I couldn't be happier to have that team of people on top of uh, um, our foundation of people. That's super cool. And it's just been so far amazing. We really can't wait to kind of get going at full speed. Right. What do, what are the plans are right now for the brewery? So given everything that's going on, like um, what what are the set days and hours that you guys are are open right now? So in the beginning, for the time being, we're going to do just Friday through Sunday, two to eight. Um, we plan on expanding that to Thursday and then eventually Wednesday. So um, and and then we'll expand the hours. We'll you know during the week we'll probably open a little bit earlier like eventually get to like 12 to 10 type hours um, so we can get the lunch rush and the dinner rush. Um, and we'll be doing, you know, live music on the weekends, uh, family events and, and anything going on at Fairfield Hills. We want to get some car shows going out in the parking lot. Nice. Like, yeah, <laughs> we, like we've talked to a lot of guys, you know, we want to get some local food trucks, uh, you know, whatever we can to support local businesses. Right. You know, and, and have just kind of a fun community experience. Of course. Um, and, you know, what's it like being the first uh, for-profit commercial tenant at Fairfield Hills and having the support of our for, uh, first selectman, Dan Rosenthal? It's, it's been really great because, like you just said, we have the support. And not only Dan, but 
from the top down. Um, Crystal is the head of economic development. She, she's been on our side. We have Wes Thompson. We have um, Dan Rosenthal. And, and I'm missing a whole bunch of people that I'm not going to rattle off their names right now. But <laughs> That's fine. There, there's not been a single person that wasn't on our side that wasn't pushing to get our you know work done. Um, and, and there's not a single person that gave us any guff or, or any hiccups as far as from the town getting this place up and running. You know, they were right. like, what can I do to help you? Dan <laughs> Rosenthal was like, he, he's been incredibly helpful. That's um, great. And, and he's been a big uh, supporter of ours, which is which is super awesome to have as the first selectman and a guy that, you know, um, we believe in because we know him as a person. Uh, and for, for him to have our back and, and, and to help make sure that our our progress has been, you know, as easy as they can make it on us. And they believe in us. And they believe in this town. And they believe in Fairfield Hills. Right. Especially Dan. Right. Um, Dan, Dan really believes in Fairfield Hills and, and the potential. Same way we do. Um, we're the first, you know, commercial business, but we're not going to be the last. Right. We, we, we all believe that we could kind of be a catalyst for, for more um, commerce to come. Whether it be a little consignment shop, a coffee shop, a record store, a barbecue shop, uh, we, there's countless opportunities. Right. You know, um, I'm glad you mentioned that actually, because uh, one thing I was going to ask is, what is your vision for the brewery? But not only that, like you were saying, how do you see um, Fairfield Hills looking like in the future? What I would love to see is Fairfield Hills become more of like a family-friendly, business-oriented, local community um, situation than it already is. And it's on that rise and it's on that trend. I would like to see, like, a, like I said, a coffee shop uh, or a little record store. Or, nice. You yeah. know, it's already great to see the kids up here at the NYA, um, the Newtown Youth Academy. They're, they're, they're playing sports and training. We have the brand new community center with the Olympic Sessions. We got control. the ball fields. We got the ball fields. We have the Victory Garden. Yep. Ross Carley, head of the Fairfield Hills Committee, talked to us about maybe putting in a music shell and getting some kind of ah. you know small to uh, mid-level uh, music acts in here ah. that we would love nothing more than to support and, and sponsor. That'd be amazing. So, yeah. You know, it, it, there's there's a bright future for Fairfield Hills. That's super cool. That is super super cool. Um, listen, Sharky, what do you like to do in your free time? I um, really like hanging out with my family, my beautiful wife, Megan, and my daughter, Bailey. Um, I like fishing. Um, I like uh, going to breweries. I don't find myself with one. as much free time these days, but if I do, I still like to you know, travel and go to breweries. Um, and, you know, my wife and I, my wife, Megan, is, is an incredible woman. And she, um, she loves to travel, and as do I. And, you know, she always makes sure that we don't say sedentary. And uh, we go to places, and it's like, all right, we're going to check out the beach, but then we're going to find the brewery, you know. Um, and that's not going to stop. Luckily, now I have a place of my own to come to and hang out at the end of the night, talk to guys like you. Right. So, <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, that's, that's, that's the shark, man. You know, I, I think it's funny. Uh, something uh, I wanted to ask you about was how um, you're over at my place and right across the street, we have Barnwood Grill. And at Barnwood Grill, there's a bartender, <laughs> Gary. Uh, Gary, five boys on oh, Facebook. Gary, I Gary, saw him. Gary. I saw him a few weeks ago and I mentioned him about how during the pandemic, you and, you and him uh, were doing the videos with the, with the drinks. And so I'm curious, uh, uh, you know, what is it like you guys just, you know, being across the street from each other, you know, kind of just goofing around with each other? Um, nobody slaps a sprig of basil better than Gary. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. I, I love Gary. He uh, and Barnwood is we're like you said, we're literally right across the street. We could have a, a, a balloon water balloon fight if we wanted. Yeah, to. you could. But like during COVID, I ran across the street. You know, I, I was dodging traffic like Frogger, and I ran over <laughs> and I asked him for like some garbage bags. And we did a shot together, and then I ran back across the street. <laughs> and then at the end of his shift, he came up to our takeout window and bought some of our new silent beers. That's awesome. And you know, it 
that's part of the great thing about Newtown. Like we right. have this kind of growing restaurant scene that we talked about earlier, but like I have a couple of bartenders here that work in other spots in town and we have great relationships. Like all the bartenders and restaurant and industry people in town have great relationships with each other where we realize that it's not like this super competitive thing, whereas it's more a collaborative nature, which is right. kind of like the brewing industry. It's like, it's not us versus them. It's us little guys versus the big guys. Right. So in restaurants, it's like, my place isn't fighting Barnwood. You know, we're fighting like Domino's and Pizza Hut. <laughs> right. Like, you know, cause there's room for both of us in this town. People love exactly. nothing more than having variety, being right. able to jump around from spot to spot and have like, you know, not being stuck going to the same place every night. Right. Um, and it's the same way in the brewing industry where it's like, like Reverie is right down the road from us. And those are some of the nicest guys around. Like I was gonna ask Ma you. Ryan and his father, Mark, and their brewer, Frank. They're, I was gonna ask you that. They're incredibly nice. And like on our opening day, I text Ryan like, oh, hey, I was out of napkins or something. And he was like, oh, yeah, whatever, no problem. Here you go, good luck, you know, <laughs> hope everything's great. I hope I could stop by. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he called me at the end of the weekend to make sure everything went well. That's awesome. It, it, it's, it's, it's collaborative. Yeah. Right. Like we have great relationships with Broken Symmetry, Voracious, Black mm. Hog, New England, Counterweight, Fox Farm. A lot of breweries that like have a lot of people have had our back and helped us out one way or another. That's awesome. And it's not like, it's not New Asylum versus Reverie. Of course. It's a new Simon Reverie versus Anheuser-Busch. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, we're fighting for our shelf space. And in this town, like, there's room for the both of us. No, of course. You know, in our opening weekend, like I said, I talked to Ryan, and he was like, I had people say they were either going to you guys or coming from you guys. And I was like, yeah. I heard the same thing multiple times. Yeah. Like, people from, it makes Newtown more of a destination, right? Like, when people from an hour away can say, I'll drive down 84 and I could do this quick little loop, hit Reverie, hit New Asylum, and then throw Voracious in the mix, throw Broken Symmetry in the mix. These are guys that are close. And then if you want to swing through Oxford, you get Black Hog and OEC. Right. You know, some of the best sour beers in the world. Exactly. Um, it, it's, it makes it more of a, of a place that people are going to come to from far and wide. Exactly. And it's funny you mention that because Last weekend, when I rode my bike over here, you guys were slammed. Then I went over and rode over to Reverie. Same thing. Same exact thing. And you know what? I couldn't have been happier, and I couldn't have been prouder. So one thing I, uh, I want to I, I ask you before, before we wrap up here, something that I ask all the guests that I have on, um, and that is, it's a, it's a pizza question. So I know, you know, in the state of Connecticut, there's a hot debate in New Haven of who has the best pizza, because there's so many places in New Haven that make pizza. So I want to ask you, in New Haven, what's your favorite pizza? And then I want to give you an honorable mention. And of course, before I even, before you even get started, I will put me on the spot. No, no, no. But before we even get started, I want to, I want to start by saying that uh, some of my favorite places obviously include my place and Tambachio's, okay, which okay. are which are both so, my two favorite places that I go to. I also go uh, tend to like Lion's Bleakers. I, I respect your question. New Haven Abit is like some of the most highly regarded pizza in the country. Right. Uh, modern. Okay. Parties. Okay. Sally's. And, and it's really even hard. And, and there's more. Um, of course. But those are kind of like it. Bar, you know. Uh, so the, the, Senator. The, the, the mashed potato pizza. So State Senator Will Haskell. He said bar with the mashed potato pizza. The mashed potato um, is bar. That's, that's what he Jeff said. Brown that was his. And he's, yep. you know, he's a brew part. Yep. Uh, he's an old friend of Mark's. Yep. Um, he's an old school brewer, been around since before it was cool. He made mashed potato pizza before it was cool. You can't right. disrespect Jeff Browning and Bar's Pizza. Right. Moderns, Party Sally's, different levels. Okay. Um, it was uh, Senator Winfield then, said DiMatteo's in Hamden. And then uh, Mayor Mark Bowen and Rahib Ali Brennan, uh, they both said Frank Pepe's. So right. it's so, interesting. Oh, my God. I didn't, I didn't even mention Frank Pepe's. Oh, there you go. So, I'm so. like, what, like <laughs> now I got sacrilegious. I didn't even mention Pepe's. So how about this? Okay. Get, get Rahib, get Mayor Mark. We're inviting them down. We're going to make, yes. we're going to have Dan make them. Yes, a, we should. We should get them all. Yes. So, so just so everyone knows, we, we have the wood fire pizza, 750. Yes. 
light, thin, airy crust. We are doing three style pizzas in one size. Mm. We have small pizza and big pretzels. That's all we do. Nice. Small, small cheese, small pepperoni, small margarita. Nice. That's our pizza. That's nice. Um, they're all done very well. It's light. It's thin. It, it, it's a simple sauce. So it's basically what Sharky is saying is the best pizza on the podcast is, is going to be right here. No, 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 At no, New no, Silent no. Brew Company. <laughs> All your guests, all your previous guests, as well as El Presidente, if he wants to come down and take a bite. Okay. Uh, <laughs> One bite, everyone knows. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. He's invited. Okay. Um, although, you know, he always takes more than one bite, so I don't get it. <laughs> um, they're all invited. To just try okay, cool. It. And I, I welcome. I'm not Let's saying do I'm it. better. Let's and do that, it. It'd be really cocky to pretend I was better than no, these guys okay. that have been making some of the best pizza in the world. Exactly. <laughs> but I. I gotta shamelessly plug and say, come on, of course, down. of course, and, you know, of course. Good. Well, listen, and Rahib is a great guy, good friend, he a is. whole customer. Love him, uh, love what he's about. Uh, much respect to him. And he says hello right back. Yeah, Before yeah. we started our interview, he made sure to say hello. And uh, listen, yeah. great guy. Listen, Sharky, the Shark, Mark Lennon. I appreciate it so much. One of three owners of New Silent Brewing Company, a new brewing company that just opened in my hometown of Connecticut. It is such a bright spot of this town. I love coming here on a daily basis, and I'm going to love coming here even more, and so are you. With that, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay well, and listen, I wish nothing but the best for this business um, uh, to all you guys, and uh, I hope to have you back on. And you know what? I would love to be joined by the other two owners as well on the next podcast. So thank you so much, Sharky. I appreciate Absolutely, it. Absolutely, Jeff. Thanks for having me, brother. Appreciate Thanks. it. Anytime. Thank you so much once again to our guests on the podcast today, one of three owners of a new brewing company, New Silent Brewing Company in Newtown, Connecticut, Mark Lennon, a.k.a. Sharky. Thank you so much, Sharky, for coming on the podcast, and I cannot wait to have you and the rest of your crew on the podcast down the road. And just like that, another episode of Sweeten Up is in the books. Thank you so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. As always, if you like what you just heard, Please be sure to subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts so that you never miss out on a future episode. Huge thank you as always to Morgan Lutzi for our music and post-production, art director Kurt Vinci, and our editor and writer Nick Pasacreta. Next week on the podcast, grab your lab coats because I will be joined by the CEO and president of the Connecticut Science Center, Matt Fleury, who was appointed Connecticut Board of Regents for Higher Education by Governor Ned Lamont in 2018. We will be having a wide-ranging discussion about the Science Center, education, and so much more. Thank you for your support, and as always, you know the deal. Stay safe, stay healthy, love you all, peace. Peace.